Hello and welcome to this week's show where we look at stunts and action on film and TV. How are you? If you saw last week's YouTube show, um, you'll know that we've arrived on the small screen and featured the Incredible Hulk. Well, this week we're looking at a TV show that ran from 1984 to 1991. Hunter was another show created by producer-writer Frank Lupo, who had been responsible for shows like The A-Team, Riptide, and uh, Walker, Texas Ranger, to name but a few. The show had five stunt coordinators over its entire series run. Russell Solberg coordinated 92 of those episodes. Terry Leonard coordinated 26. Gary Combs directed, uh, coordinated 22. And Ben Scott coordinated 13. And Craig Baxley coordinated the other one, uh, making 152, if my maths is correct. Cop drama, um, as many will know, involves gunplay and lots of car crashes, and this show was no exception. Hunter was played by Fred Dreyer, who was, I suppose, TV's version of Clint Eastwood, if you like, very tall. He was an ex-pro football player and uh, a man of very few words who made social comment through the point of his gun. Um, this was the start point for a number of similar characters uh, being written in the cop dramas like Sledgehammer is a good example, or even a precursor to Jim Dempsey from Dempsey and Makepeace possibly. This type of character had been a staple of US cop drama since the early days of Mike Hammer, Streets of San Francisco and Kojak. They all had strong lead characters who weren't afraid to shoot up the town if absolutely necessary. The difference here is that the show was created by Stephen J. Canal, and he, of course, was the stable and the success from the A-Team. Now, that meant audiences wanted high-octane action, plots that weren't too complex, and a few uh, recognizable names from time to time. Oh, and the beauty uh, to be opposite Hunter as the Beast in this instance was Stephanie Kramer, who played Dee Dee McCall, and who was one of Hollywood's first strong female leads, uh, certainly in television roles anyway, a character with as much experience as Hunter, not only in brains, but in brawn as well. She was a very physical character. Uh, but she wasn't afraid to get herself into the thick of it in a great many of those episodes. It was, from an action point of view, if you, even though it's from the same stable as the A-Team, the A-Team's difference was that when you had huge explosions, when you had people flying through the air, when you had cars flying through the air and crashing, what you then had was a separate sequence of the occupants of said vehicle getting out and running away unscathed. That didn't happen in Hunter. Hunter was an adult cop drama. And so when a car crashed or when it blew up, you worked on the basis that the occupants of that vehicle were dead. There was no possible additional shot to be thrown in, giving them the benefit of the doubt. And I think that has to happen. I, I, I'm also conscious of the fact that that's probably what 
Stephen J. Canal and Frank Lupo were looking at as well because they couldn't just keep doing the same thing over and over again as successful as they were and as successful as the whole 18 thing was they had to do something slightly different similar type shows like Knight Rider for instance although appealed to a full demographic kids particularly who were very excited about the whole thing people died in that show you know People died. Nobody, if they, if somebody did die in the A-Team, it often happened as a, a reference. They're referencing losing somebody in Vietnam, for instance, or in something else, in a situation where the A-Team are then brought in to rectify the situation so that, that whatever has happened you're referring to has happened in the past. In the present, they then deal with it this way. Well, you couldn't have that with Hunter and Hunter consequently started going in different directions and allowed the writing of the show and allowed the performances in the show and most importantly allowed the action really make a difference. Hello crime fans, I'm Sean Coleman. I'm Chris McDonald. And I'm Rob Parker. We are crime authors. Well, I'm a publisher too. And I'm a giggling buffoon. We are the Blood Brothers and this is our podcast. Every week we speak to the best and brightest in the world of crime fiction. And embarrass ourselves hugely. No, that's just you. Yeah, definitely just you. Great. Coming to you from the Pod Dojo Network. And sponsored by Red Dog Press. We've got new episodes heading your way all the time. With giveaways and games. Interviews and insight. And laughter. Lots of laughter. Check us out now. On all your favourite streaming services. And give us five stars so we can't be our own one-star superstar. The Blood Brothers Podcast, your one-stop shop for the best crime chit-chat. Also, in connection with the stunts on the show, um, it's important, I think, to name uh, some of the major doubles. Uh, Fred Dreyer was doubled by Terry Jackson. Was in a number of episodes, and the doubling's very, very good. Uh, we'll look at some of that in Friday's um, YouTube show. Um, there's a couple of bits and pieces that I want to show you in connection with the doubling there. And another double um, who did a fair amount of work on the show in various guises, not only doubling for the lead but other female characters, was Marion Green, and uh, she was responsible for doing a fair amount of doubling work as well. But it's important to look at that because the doubles in the show are key. Also, there's a great deal of, of um, stunt actors getting work in the picture, playing characters, primarily because it's so much simpler to have, um, I don't know, have a stunt driver and cast him as a getaway driver in a show. It's so much easier to get um, a stunt double to do that instead of having to get an actor sit in a car and be towed by uh, you know a low loader or something of that nature so that works in the benefits as well uh, the type of gags that that the the two leads of course were doing apart from the driving there would be fight routines um, there would be falls of numerous different heights differing heights and um, near misses there's a great deal of near misses going on too, but it's still very good stuff to watch, uh, and uh, I think it's uh, it's worth its weight in gold. And certainly the examples that you're going to see on Friday are just 
from season one. I think there are six seasons, maybe something like that. There's a great deal of it, and it gets bigger and better as it goes on. So I urge you not to miss that and go and check out an episode of Hunter along the way. The other thing, of course, with a great many of uh, uh, American shows or decent cop dramas is the theme tune most important you know if you don't have a decent theme tune you're going to struggle uh, some of you may not be familiar with the show um, if you are familiar with the A-Team and that sort of thing well it's done by the same people uh, Mike Post and Pete Carpenter they were responsible for the music on the show uh, also responsible for a great many uh, moments on the show which I wasn't aware of uh, was Walter Murphy now, where have you heard that name before? Well, before you start Googling the whole thing, if you remember the movie Saturday Night Fever, you will remember a track called A Fifth of Beethoven. He is the man behind that track, and there are certain moments throughout the series uh, where his big string arrangements and uh, exciting uh, you know, exciting electric guitar stuff, coupled with Mike Post and Pete Carpenter's work, and the two of them, the three of them, they're all working very closely together to come up with, I don't know, a, a sort of a soundscape of action, if you will. Um, so if you're into that type of thing, check it out. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's worth looking at. And I dare say that on YouTube somewhere, somebody has put all the music together from the seasons and put them all together onto one long playlist. It's, there's always somebody out there who's a huge fan. So it's well worth checking out. Um, and until next time, we will bid you a fond adieu. Bye for now. for me.